0: Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Mamta Gupta, who is a director at Lattice, specializing in security. How are you, Mamta? Hey, Rich, doing good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. So I was in San Jose last week, and I was told that, the week before, it was 112 degrees. Is, is, is that even possible? It's not impossible. It was actually
1: 114, uh, where I live, a little bit in the hills. And um, poor my son, he actually worked outdoors all through it. He came back looking like a cooked eggplant or <laughs> something. <laughs> well, I mean, was it, it was unbearably hot, you cannot imagine.
0: Was it like this Phoenix thing where they say it's a dry heat, so it's not that bad?
1: No, actually, the humidity was quite high. So that's what made it unbearable. Because we are still on the coast, right? And uh, the heat dome was there, and we had the humidity. Uh, Well, we get it. You know, I've been living in this area for now, 25 years. And always around this Labor Day timeframe, we do get a heat wave but I think this was one
0: of the most severe that I've seen. Okay, very interesting. Well, move to Florida where I am, where it's nice and cool. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have been to Miami, loved it there. There you Uh, go. One of the coolest cities. All right, so let's get to the subject at hand here. Um, And it has to do with 5G. Um, I am seeing a disconnect with respect to 5G. And let me explain what I mean by that. The semiconductor industry moves, as you know, at a super fast pace. Um, and you guys are certainly contributing to that at Lattice. You're helping move at such a fast pace. The 5G standard has, has taken forever to roll out. And um, it's, it's a static thing. So is there a disconnect between this static standard that's just taking forever um, and the and the, indis- the semiconductor industry that's moving so, so quickly, do you design to like what's being spec today, tomorrow, yesterday? How does that work? Okay, so that is a very, um,
1: almost a mega trend like question. So I'll answer it in a few parts. Okay. So first of all, what, why are the standards lagging behind a little bit or they seem standing still? And not keeping pace with the you know the technology promises and all the main reason is 5g is so different from all previous generations and the telecom infrastructure is so critical that everybody is taking a cautious approach the regulators you know the infrastructure providers the operators everybody uh, we want to, you know everybody wants to take baby steps prove them out move to the next step They want to use the investments they did in 4G. So then you see the advent of 5G NSA, not standalone. And they want to just, you know, use 4G, layer on a little bit of 5G's high speed, high bandwidth, and test it out. Okay, it works good. Now let's roll out some standalone where actually 5G core is utilized, where you can get the 5G benefits. So that is the reason, the complexity of it, the whole you know, almost like a vertical ramp that 5G requires in uh, infrastructure upgrade, that is causing the standards to just take a little bit of a cautious approach and standard bodies to take a little bit of a cautious approach. Now, what happens in the market when that happens? So I'll I'll give you some examples like uh, 3GPP releases these standards and, you know, their releases, right? Release 15, release 16, release 17. That is what is happening in our lifetime. And lifetime is like a one or two years. So, you know, each release comes every year. So release 15 talks about, you know, the basic ultra-reliable uh, low-latency communications. And that was eighteen nineteen And now you have release 17 that just got wrapped up in 22, that actually gives you the features to implement for that URLC LLC kind of networks. So it took them about almost four years to do that. And now the infrastructure providers are gonna get onto it, pick up those features and implement them. We are part of infrastructure, uh, you know, ecosystem. So how do we design our uh, chips? We look at mega trends. We look at where the networks are going. Where the RAN implementation is going. So what we are observing as a mega trend is that RAN is getting disaggregated. RAN is getting implemented in data centers and cloud. What that means is that whatever requirements data center guys are bringing in or using today, RAN will need uh, will need tomorrow. So we design our chips to meet those standards. We definitely, uh, you know, almost shoot ahead of the buck so that we can meet that need. We look for the need, and then we keep an eye on the standards. And as the standards become mandate or get released, then we have to reconcile where we land. But you are right, there is a little bit of a delay in the ecosystem built in because of these standards being, uh, you know, standing still or rolling out at a slow pace. Everybody uses a wait and a watch mode. So I was talking about network slicing. I'll give you an example. Today, network slicing is available in very few 5G standalone deployments. There are very few 5G standalone deployments all over the world that can actually do network slicing. Android phones can support two slices. Apple can support none. And they are announcing patents. They're announcing all the things they're not announcing when Apple phones will have uh, slicing uh, support. So everybody is waiting and watching when 3 gpp will actually, uh, you know, standardize stuff, then somebody Somebody will actually roll out an essay and whatever essays have been rolled out, they will be successful. So there is a wait and a watch. So it's a a very delicate dance for, uh, you know, semiconductor industry and even for the software architects or working on the containers, or virtual machines, or anything, we have to keep an eye on the trends where they will land. And then, before we make mega investments, we have to wait for standards to crystallize.
0: Okay, you painted a pretty what's the opposite of rosy, pessimistic picture there. <laughs> um, so, but people are afraid is what I, what I got out of this. But it it isn't any more so than some other technologies. Like we we, we talked about security in the, in the beginning, security standards are rolling out pretty quickly and they're just as important if not more important than what we're doing with 5G when, when it comes to protecting people or protecting people's data. It, it just doesn't seem to make sense that it, it would take this long. So again, so now, when you layer security on the 5g
1: network this is mm. where something new is brewing in the market because one of the mega trends that we are seeing is that the cyber security or cyber resiliency or cyber defense if you were to say from at, an, at a nation level is emerging to be one of the chief concerns for all the nation states you know everybody is worried about cyber defense so security is going ahead in leaps and bounds and 5g providers and 5g users are becoming way more security conscious than ever were in the previous generations so on the security side even if 3gpp is not rolling out standard security standards or updating them as fast as we would like the government is doing it nest has published zero trust architecture Cyber Resiliency Act coming out of Europe is proposing strict regulations on hardware-based security in networks. 3GPP doesn't have that kind of mandate yet. A lot of security today in our networks is all software-based. And there are no standards coming out saying, no, you should go hardware-based. But now you have laws coming out. You have guidelines from NIST and CISA, which are government agencies, coming out and saying, you shall do this. We got a publication from NSA the other day. It's saying all new deployments must be compliant to uh, the new, um, you know, signature algorithms, the new key lengths by 2025. That is very aggressive. If you think about what governments normally move at, you know, the pace at which the governments move at. So yes, you're right. Security is definitely moving very fast, and. And I would also like to correct the impression uh, that you took away from my first comment. It's not a (laughs) pessimistic view. It's a little bit of a, it's a realistic view. You know, we have to, we have to make mega investments. So we will always keep standards in our, you know, sites. And, but we have to keep innovating so that we can meet those standards and meet those needs at the right time. I'll give you one example of post-quantum crypto. Everybody is now worried about post quantum crypto that within six to eight years, we will have quantum computers and we will have these asymmetric keys that protect us and banking and all will get all broken. So how do you, NIST had not made their choice till July. How do you invest in post quantum crypto algorithms when there are 10 or 12 floating around and you don't know which one will get picked or which one will get hacked because everybody is also trying to hack them. So because I'm so intimately connected to this effort in Lattice, we are looking at all of them. We are investing in all of them. We are trying to have partnerships in all of them. But ultimately, when we go to productization of these, we will stand behind Nest. The moment they pick, we will have our options ready to pick and implement. So that's where the industry goes.
0: I love the way you pivoted there. Wow, you could do my job. <laughs> So we're almost out of time. I have to call you on something. You said mm-hmm. um, quantum computing six to eight years and that's sooner than anybody else that I've heard. Do you know something that I don't know?
1: Uh, yeah, so the, all the industry publication that we are seeing, they are saying that nation states will have access to a viable quantum computer by 2030 or even sooner. And so, anything. Uh, so that's what uh, you know. A lot of research has come out, and that NIST too, to quickly make the decision on uh, you know these uh, algorithms.
0: And, and the- are, are you comfortable having these things led by government agencies?
1: It has to be. Amazing. This is
0: just between me and you. Nobody else is listening.
1: Yeah, of course, everything <laughs> is off the record here. <laughs> No, we, we are actually uh, very closely linked with the government agencies. You know, we follow them very closely. And and yes, in this case, the stakes are so high that we need that top level alignment where everybody will line up behind uh, a common um, algorithm, common protocol and implement. We, we cannot afford to have fractured implementations
0: that everybody you know tries to invent their own wheel okay good stuff thank you very much for uh, educating the audience and educating me uh my pleasure rich and thank you for having me on this podcast that was Mamta gupta she is a director at lattice and i am rich Nass with open systems media